So just a short intro here before Sierra and I get into another chit-chat on the Cross Yas podcast. This particular chit-chat is a response to what we both heard this past weekend on an episode from another cross-dressing podcast called Free to Be She from the Cross-Dressing Radio Network. The episode in question was entitled Coming Out as a CD at a Later Age, and it was released on August 30th of this year and is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can get podcasts. We had our own thoughts and opinions about their episode, and this is what we came up with for our own episode 78. So, without further ado, you guys ready to listen to us, bitch? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast, which is Elm here so. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes! Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Mirasol, your cross-dressing host. I'm a nurse, I'm a transgender individual, and I'm back here with another episode with my good friend and showrunner, Sierra. Look for behind-the-scenes stuff on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com. Support us by going to patreon.com forward slash crossyas. That's patreon.com forward slash c-r-o-s-s-y-a-a-s. And if you have a story you want to tell, because it's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, and you're wondering if you should share it with someone, well, you know me, and therefore, you know the answer. It's allowed. Fricking. Yes! Talk to me, and tell me that story. Email me, Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com, tweet me at crossyas, or DM me on Instagram at crossyaspodcast. Looking forward to it. Happy December, everyone. We're so close to the year ending. And I wanted to talk about other stuff with this episode, but this past weekend, Sierra and I heard something from the Free to Be She podcast, and well, we just wanted to talk about it on this episode. And before we get into it, we just wanted you, the Cross Yas listener, to know we don't intend this episode to be a bashing on the Free to Be She podcast, because their podcast has their own listeners who are cross-dressers and are like-minded individuals who are entitled to their own opinions and we welcome any cross-dressing voices, even ones we may not agree with, into the cross-dressing conversation. But, and this is a huge but, and like Sir Mix-a-Lot, I like big butts and I cannot lie. We here on the Cross Yas podcast prefer to be critical thinkers, and we have to raise valid critiques with what they said on this particular episode, and we hope that it starts a discussion in clarifying the misconceptions that they have, which are still quite commonplace in the world. This cis-heteronormative thinking, yeah, we want to shed light on other ways to think. But that's all I want to say for that as a preamble to this episode, and if you don't like what you hear or you have feedback, you know how to reach me. Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can tweet me at crossyas, or you can DM me at crossyaspodcast. Happy listening, everyone, and I hope you don't get too bad. Thanks, guys. Welcome back, Sierra, Cross Yas Podcast. Um, we're doing another chat because um, we heard something this past weekend uh, on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, cross-dressing information out there. Um, you know, it's funny because I talked to Kirsten and she actually heard it too. And she, she was like, you need to be careful. Like, I know you like... You know how like we interpreted it wrong? We probably interpreted it correctly, but uh Yeah, yeah. We 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 shouldn't try to like instigate or create tension. But I'm like, I mean, I don't know how we're not supposed to, although we'll try our best. But um 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but we heard something this past weekend, and uh, we have some gripes with what was being said regarding cross-dressing uh, coming out or coming out as a cross-dresser. Would you like to help elaborate, Sierra? Sure. I mean, it's hard to know exactly even where to start with this because it's just like different people, as I'm sure you're all aware, have very different views of like what it means to be a cross-dresser and how that kind of plays out in relation to other people, like how you mediate your relationships with other people, especially like romantic relationships as it, as it relates to cross-dressing or as it relates to anything where your gender identity um, might not be known to your partner initially. And so we, we heard something um, that we just found a little bit, um, I don't know exactly the right way to describe it. It it didn't just it just didn't fit with my worldview at least of how a person should approach or how a person needs to approach being a crossdresser or be. Fuck, can we just start all of this over again? <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Just 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 talk. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it okay. out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so we found uh we found this other recording and we listened to it and we were both the whole time just talking about how the fact that what we were hearing in terms of a discussion of cross-dressing and gender identity just really didn't fit with the current understanding and was really tied up in outdated notions of kind of heteronormative and cisnormative marriage that that just didn't work for us and and felt a little bit both antiquated, I would say, and also really kind of transphobic. Very transphobic, um, very much so. <laughs> yeah, so to put a finer point on it, the discussion was basically suggesting that a person should put, a cross-dressing person should put their the interest of their marriage before their need to cross, or essentially put their, sort of the stability of their marriage over their need to express their, their gender identity. And it's one thing I think for people who again cross dress for simply for the fun of it. It's another thing I think we're all kind of the, under the understanding here in this community that cross dressers fall underneath the transgender umbrella. And so for many people who cross dress, it really is an expression of gender identity rather than just a hobby or something that's done for fun. And so when you're thinking about that, something that's like truly a, a need for people who want to express themselves in that way hearing that it's important hearing from people who are kind of trusted voices in this community that it's important to kind of put that second place and put one's identity second place to the stability of marriage the um desires of of one's partner that i don't know something feels a little bit uncomfortable about that yes and we are both well i mean we're, we're both married folk <laughs> um yes we are yes um and Again, I talked with Kirsten. Her, her and I listened to what was reported or said um, on this show slash podcast slash who knows what it is. Um, and we, we've we talked about it and Kirsten brought up great points because um, in this show, I mean, event, are we eventually going to just end up talking about them? I don't know. Like, you know, just blurting out who they are because I'm sure they already know who they are. And I'm sure they listen to this podcast because, I mean, you know. I've been followed by certain people and they follow the podcast, <laughs> but well, there, uh, there really aren't that many uh, podcasts about cross-dressing and gender identity yeah. this way. Cross-dressing specific. Correct. And, um, exactly. 
I think Kirsten and Kirsten brought up great points. We we didn't get into a tussle or an argument, but just more of she agrees with me and agrees with you in that what was said is just kind of like outdated and probably said incorrectly. And there's a lot of missing information. And, you know, it, it was just said in a way that it just seemed like there was a lot of like stuff that was kind of omitted where you could have added this where Kirsten's like, I think this person meant this. I think this person meant that. I think, and if you go in with that, it's fine for us where we're understanding of ourselves. We know what we want to do with our cross-dressing, with our transness, but it's the mm-hmm. person who is new to cross-dressing, to learning about themselves, to understanding what it is that they want with it, and to first and foremost hear this for hear what they said would come off a little like you said it would be i think we talked about it very uh scary very um you know uh coming from a place of like oh wow i need to just hide myself i need to focus like you said on someone else's needs before mine and it's if you're coming out as a crossdresser and you're brand new to this and to do that first like you said it's it's almost um I wouldn't say I wouldn't say bad. It's just very um what is it? Denial? It's very like, oh, I'm gonna repress everything I've ever felt in order to please someone else because that's what a relationship is, that's what a marriage is, that's what a you know, a loving marriage is. It, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if you wanna go into that. Well, absolutely. The thing that troubled me is that it takes a certain idea of what a marriage is. And it's all coming from the perspective of the fact that a marriage is a partnership between a husband and a wife, in this case, the way they define it. And it is the husband's role to be masculine and supportive. And it's the wife's role to be kind of, at least it was implied that there are very clear gender roles and very clear divisions within a typical marriage. And so the whole underpinning of it is very cisnormative and very heteronormative. And the conversation that they had essentially came down to saying that if you're in that kind of marriage and you are a husband who is a cross-dresser and you haven't yet come out to your wife, that you should only do that if and when your wife will find it agreeable and to find the right time for it. And there, there was just a lot in it, the, in the tone of it that kind of bothered me in the sense that it places all kinds of assumptions around the structure of what a good marriage is and what a valid marriage is and, and that that should be privileged over a person's own identity or expression. Right, and right. I just saw a lot of myself earlier this year in kind of those thought processes because I, I'm pretty new to this in general. And even though I'm I'm actually transitioning now, which which I've talked about previously, I certainly was not earlier this year. And earlier this year, I wasn't even actively cross-dressing, I guess, which is kind of the journey I took to get to where I am now. And I just have to say, if I heard this episode before I maybe heard some other things or got involved in conversations with other trans people, I probably would have been pretty set back by it. It very well could have caused me to uh, just continue down a road of keeping my feelings repressed. And now that I think back on that, one of my greatest regrets is is kind of keeping it repressed and not acknowledging it for such a long time. And so I just think 
even though everyone is entitled to their perspective and and everyone's perspective on on gender, their own perspective is valid, there are still valid perspectives that can be harmful to other people. And I think that's what we're talking about in this case. Right, right. I, I totally agree. And what is it about, I guess, what made you re- repress those feelings um, before? Like before you even heard any of my podcast or their podcast or anything, what was it for you that made you just kind of not let it all out? Well, the underpinnings of this all go back to like internalized transphobia and our desires that we often have to maintain that kind of, if we're in what looks to others to be like the kind of ideal marriage, husband-wife marriage to maintain that ideal and to like not shake things up because like we're very happy and, and our lives together have just been, my wife and I, our lives together have just been absolutely phenomenal. Like it's been, it's been by far one of the greatest experiences and adventures of my life being with her. And so it was scary to think about disrupting that, but then it was also scary to think about disrupting it in the sense that there are expectations associated with having that kind of marriage and other people would then come to know that I'm disrupting it for a certain reason of exploring my gender identity. And because of the internalized transphobia that surrounds that, and which I think everyone feels to a certain extent, especially if you've if you've gone a long time kind of repressing these feelings for those reasons, it's pretty hard to overcome. And it wasn't until I actually had other conversations with people who made me realize that it is okay to transition. It is okay that if you are feeling these really deep needs to be yourself, that not only is that a good thing to explore, but it's almost an imperative that you explore it rather than allow it to stay hidden or repress it for the sake of presenting to the world a certain, I guess, performative aspect of, of, of marriage or just being yourself in a certain way, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I think from what we heard from, again, this show podcast, from listening to it, there was so many, like I would kept telling, I mean, I kept texting you like, girl, is this really being said right now? Is this, are you, are you serious? Like it, it was frustrating. It was maddening and oh god like certain things i i hate to say the word triggered but just certain things that made it made it seem like to an to an older crossdresser or to a crossdresser that's been in a marriage who isn't out yet it it seemed like oh well um it's like a sunk cost thing oh well you're you're in it this long you got to stick with it you know it was like what (laughs) it was that those feelings that i'm like in no way does that this seem healthy. In no way does it seem that oh you you can't be truly who you are unless you please someone else because you've been in a marriage that long and there is an Im- implication that well you've already known yourself for that long so you know it's going to be it's going to be a little while for her to understand that and I'm like kind of but also not really you know ah, yeah it's it's just like there is there there's so much baked into into this into this show as we talked about that like just many of the underlying assumptions are are all off and there were there was also kind of a lot of casual like misogyny in there like saying that like women have certain expectations women have certain needs um so like a wife would have certain expectations and needs and it's your responsibility as the husband to approach things in a way that's sensitive to that and 
It's like, I understand where they're coming from. They're coming from a perspective of, of sort of very traditional uh, marriage roles, but that isn't to say that there is just this one formula. And the irony is, the whole point of that discussion, I think, in this episode was to tell people that they should come out, that they should open up to their spouses. But then there are all these conditions placed on how to do that, or like, what is a sensitive way to do it? What is an insensitive way to do it? And like, there was, there was kind of like a shaming feeling or a guilt feeling that I took away from that. Like, if you do it the wrong way, then you're potentially damaging the the contract of marriage, which in in their eyes seemed to be like this sacrosanct institution up on a mountain that's like untouchable. <laughs> you know, it was just right, right, right. It was, it was bizarre. It, and it's <laughs> and I, and I hate for this to just be a bash on this show on this particular show because you know there is a community that wants to listen to them and understand them and you know even I'm trying to understand them <laughs> as much as we both are trying to do the same thing. Um, and y- you know, I'm not saying that our show is the greatest cross-dressing show out there, or it's the only cross-dressing show. In fact, like you and I have talked about it, I would love if other shows come out as cross-dressers and they have other podcasts and other because we talk about this, we would love more of a community and more voices about you know cross-dressing and transgender you know topics. It's just like you open yourself up to criticism when you say certain things that you would I would hope you change or kind of critique yourself and do something different to kind of I don't know because what kind of show are you offering right what are what are what is your goal are you trying to continue this way of let's keep these cross-dressers repressed and like you said these cis heteronormative like ideas which to you and I are kind of outdated right we want to we want change we want different things but I, I I don't I just I just hope that like people aren't listening to us and this particular show isn't listening to us and you know are getting upset at what we're saying oh you're just hating on us you're just saying this and, and you and I we don't we're not trying to do that we're just trying to hopefully make them better or have people who listen to our show and their show you know kind of like oh they are kind of right or oh these are the, those ideas that might be outdated and maybe we can change them and you know we welcome criticisms as well and we can change oh, and we can understand but uh but so many things wrong with what was said in that episode that we could go on for days but i just i just hope that people are listening and just aren't like oh wow that how dare they say such brash things well and, and the way a lot of it was framed it it didn't sound like a brash conversation it didn't sound like they were trying to put people down at all i mean i legitimately think that the intentions that they had in recording that episode and having that conversation were, it it was meant to be helpful. It was meant to be providing constructive uh, advice about how someone would actually go about like coming out to someone else in their lives. But it's just, there are ways of doing that, that, that just seem to be a little bit, I don't know, self-destructive or at, at least like rooted in unfair assumptions about, how a person should relate to their own uh, transgender identity. And I'm, I'm saying that again, inclusive of people who solely identify as cross-dressing because that's an act of gender expression. And if that part of oneself is being 
put in a sort of in in like a subjugated role. And if what we're doing is essentially saying that it's only really okay to do that within the context of a marriage, if you tell someone, if you tell your partner about it, and if you have their consent, what a person's identity and like such important parts of a person's identity and expression should never be conditioned on the acceptance or the consent of others. Right? Like we have to be ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, that I think is where we start to see real problems with their arguments. And so I would never want to attack them for saying any, any of these things. It's just, they have different understandings of this. But I think when you have a platform and you use that platform to reach other people with a message that at least to me falls flat, I think it's worth having a conversation like this. And it's worth just saying, we heard this. These are people who are doing a great thing for the community by providing a space for people who identify as non-transitioning cross-dressers. But maybe we could think about things in a in a different way that that gives people more freedom to be themselves and is simply more affirming of the fact that people who cross-dress for gender expression should not have to make themselves kind of occupying a second place to the needs of others. Right, right. Those are such valid points all all throughout. Um, One thing Kirsten did bring up was she said that, and I hate what I hate. I mean, again, I'm not trying to rag on this other show, but but the one thing they constantly say is they are the voice of cross-dressing, which Kirsten says, that's not true. They're a voice of cross-dressing. They're not the voice of cross-dressing. And you know, you and I, we we never say that we're the voice of cross-dressers. I would never want to take that kind of <laughs> responsibility to say, hey, you know, I'm responsible for all those other cross-dressers. I speak for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's you and I would never say such a thing. Because well, like, you know, everyone has their own valid experiences and you know, right. you have your own ideas and I'm not going to do that. So one thing she does say is after we heard their episode and listen to it is, you know, they are reaching a certain audience, right? The They are a certain voice of cross-dressing. They are trying to reach the non-transitioning cross-dresser, I guess, sure. But it's, it's the specific episode is coming out as a cross-dresser, right? Is trying to come out to your significant other and tell them, hey, I like to cross-dress. And it's, it's the idea like we talk about and the thing we try to drive home is this cis heteronormative like structure that you have to stay in in order to i don't know because you've been in a marriage this long because she stuck with you because you've promised that to that you're in your vows that having to hold you know death do you part like you need to stick with that regardless of however you felt about your cross dressing if you need to put that on the side one oh god <laughs> something about you know, just because you put on a dress doesn't mean you're, you know, something to that extent is what was said. And it was like, what, what? So it, it's, it's like I told you, I think what was said was kind of toxic, was kind of detrimental, was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say, um, that's kind of harsh, but <laughs> I wouldn't say juvenile, but it's kind of just in a way that's spoken to, or at least the tone of it was very it was very harsh <laughs> i don't I yeah can... and it's it's taking an incredibly complex thing and it's taking 
interpersonal relationships and gender identity and gender expression and giving a very narrow pathway for how a person should approach the nexus of those things. And it's saying that, yeah, the best way to do this, if this is the situation you're in, is to approach it through the context of, of, of preserving a husband-wife marriage in a traditional sense. And like, that's the important thing. And there are also like a lot of, I think I mentioned already a little bit, there are a lot of um, undertones that, that are just kind of misogynistic as well in the whole thing. There's something they, they repeated again and again was like, if you make an effort to be more feminine, women will honor that and women will respect Ooh, that. Yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was mentioned very frequently. And there's so much, there's just so much that's wrong with that because is, is being a woman effort? Is that what it is? Is, right, is right, the right. measure of a person's womanhood is the, is, is the effort to look feminine? If we are going to, if we're going to like buy that argument at all, if we're going to allow that to be entered into the equation, I think we have to be very, very aware of the incredible uh, misogyny that that is premised upon. Um, because you would never say that the measure of a man is how much effort they put into being male. Right, right. If anything, it's with, with men, conventionally, it's the opposite. Like to be able to just <laughs> yeah. like roll yeah. out of bed and just be your masculine self is kind of privileged. Yep, yep. And to it, not have to put that effort into it. It's so funny. We're trying to like tiptoe really. <laughs> I can tell you and I are just kind of, uh, you know, kind of just you know, gingerly trying to approach the subject without being so uh, like holier than thou, like we're the greatest, we're the, we know everything. Cause we don't, we do know that like the way things are phrased or the way you say things or the way that you, you come at crossdressers or trans people or anyone who listens to your platform, you know, they, 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 they're going to question stuff. I would hope they question stuff. I hope people who listen to us aren't like, well, yeah, Giselle's right. Or Sierra's the smartest person, even though I, I think you are really smart. But I, I just think that whoever listens to them and whoever listens to us does question the things that are being said and doesn't just take it for, for face value. I don't know. Right? I, I, well, you're absolutely right. I think it's always important to view everything with a critical eye. And especially if you put yourself in a position of saying like, we are the voice of cross-dressing. And then you expect people to not hold you accountable or at least engage in constructive criticism or thoughtful criticism when, when you find points of disagreement with that. I mean, first of all, I mean, I don't necessarily identify as a cross-dresser anymore, but mm -hmm. it was an important part of my journey to where I am now. Right, right. And I could definitely tell you, though, like even when I did identify in that way, I did not find that that kind of perspective would have resonated with me. And I would certainly feel uncomfortable with the idea that someone was speaking on behalf of a community or claiming to speak on behalf of a community of which I was a part with ideas that, that just seemed to drip with trans misogyny, misogyny and, and transphobia. And it's, it's just, it gives me an, an uncomfortable feeling and that's yeah. not to criticize them for the work that they're doing by building that community, it's just they're purporting to speak on behalf of the community, but the ideas are not fitting for me. Right. And 
I guess the other thing is, like, they could argue, again, and they could argue that they're trying to reach the non-transitioning cross-dresser or the cross-dresser that's, you know, has no idea or what they're wanting to do with their cross-dressing. But it's like, how do you have a cross-dressing platform of, you know, speaking about it, when you don't address these other related things? That's why when I first started my podcast with the Cross the Ass podcast, and I just kind of wanted to focus on just the cross-dressing, and then you learn more about yourself, and you learn more about the community, and you're like, holy crap, there's this whole other genre of it. There's this whole other subset of cross-dressing that isn't, you know, specific to just this one population. Although I guess you could you could focus primarily on just that one cross-dresser who does this and that's yourself. And you can make that podcast by yourself. But when you start encompassing or calling yourself the voice of cross-dressing, it's like, wait, but let's be more specific. You're saying you're the voice of cross-dressing that's specific to, I don't know, misogyny, transphobia. <laughs> like, you know, like that there is way more then at least from our podcast or what you know i'm so glad you jumped in on this is this podcast that encompasses so much more than just this hey you have to stick with your wife because when you cross dress you know <laughs> you are feminine because you put more work in and you know your wife won't love you or i don't know that kind of sets does, you know am i right i don't know am i crazy no you're not you're not crazy about that i mean Another thing that I mean, you mentioned, and I mentioned the misogyny and transphobia. I don't think like if if we were to mention any of those words to the people who were having those conversations, I think they would be very surprised to hear, especially misogyny associated with what they're saying, because I think they view everything that in their perspective as honoring the women in their lives. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's honoring a specific type of femininity it's honoring a specific way of expressing a feminine identity but being a woman is so much more complicated than that and right. that's i think where we run into some real problems with the way they're presenting things and it's it's just everything is premised on this very narrow definition where you have a gender binary and then you have a most valid form of a relationship between people in that gender binary. Yes. And if you, and if this specific episode is about older people coming out as a crossdresser for being in a long-term marriage and for being this, and then, you know, your wife, obviously, whoever you're coming out to is not going to understand unless they have some idea or, you know, of what the topic is. But I mean, Sierra, how would you, if you were an older crossdresser, come out to your wife, a significant other? What's the proper way? I'm not saying we know it the best way, but what is your definition? What is your way of doing that? Well, the, I think the reality is that for every person, it's going to be different. And for me, I just brought it up when we ended up having a conversation about transgender athletes at one point, because I just saw like an opening in conversation and I just knew like I had to say something at some point. And I don't think it was the perfect time. I don't think, I mean, there are a lot of, been a lot of times as I've kind of evolved with this that I haven't approached things in the most sensitive way. Because and, people remember in, in, again, in this, in this show slash podcast, apparently you're supposed to write for the right time, right? That, that was the implication from what I heard or 
that you know don't you know it, it you know her best you know her time of the month you know what triggers her it's like <laughs> well yeah and the idea was that huh? and i get it the idea is meant to be practical it's meant to be like yeah what can you do to get acceptance as quickly as possible and i, I completely get that yeah and yeah. in that way like it's it's good strategy like if you're if you're comfortable waiting until a certain time that you think will be good for that like great but again that's all premised on and i don't think there's anything wrong with with just trying to be thoughtful and trying not to like overwhelm someone especially someone you really care about but it's it's more just like you should never have to put yourself in a position of denying yourself who you are for the sake of anyone else right 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 so i shouldn't wait for her period to end in order to tell her <laughs> <laughs> like you do. I mean, I think the I think the reality <laughs> is like everyone knows their own relationship better than anyone outside it, right? Right. And right. people make mistakes in terms of how they approach things. Like there are there are ways of approaching things that are more sensitive and and more thoughtful given a specific dynamic, but there's no single formula. And there's yeah. no box that kind of works for every every situation like that. Not all marriages fall in that kind of box i guess it was i would hope uh, i mean for me to answer the question of how to come out as later as a cd with your wife or significant other i would just you know again like you said be thoughtful be you know um there is no right time to tell them you know the right time was 20 years ago 30 years ago before you married the next best time is now right that's always well, my exactly. yeah yeah that's always the the best time always is now yeah she might be going through some stuff and be troubling but like how much longer do you want to wait right like how much more can you i guess succumb to the idea that like you know that it's it's gonna overwhelm you and kill you while you're literally and i wouldn't say literally kill you but you're the mental anguish that you feel by holding all this you know transness in or this cross-dresserness in or your femininity or all this other stuff like to me i'm i'm in the school of thought of just hey i'm gonna tell you I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but I'm not going to waste another 15, 20 years of, huh, maybe she'll understand in 10 years. Maybe she'll understand later. I don't know. That's just my thing. So for all you older cross-dressers who are out there listening, just tell them. I don't know. <laughs> don't wait for their period stand. Don't wait for menopause. Just fucking tell them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't disagree with that. The only kind of finer point I would put on that is is related to what you said about the kind of mental anguish that comes with holding in a, a transgender identity, whether cross-dressing or otherwise. I mean, it's a real thing that people who identify as transgender lose their lives to suicide at rates that are far and away higher than right, in right. the population at large and mm -hmm. among many communities in general. And that a lot of the time comes from Repression. I mean, there's no again single formula or single cause for, um, for for that. But the shame that 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 forces people in some cases or makes people feel like they need to repress their identity is we can't understate the mental toll that that takes. And it's not selfish. This is the other thing that that I don't think is emphasized enough. It is not selfish to be yourself. It's not selfish to try to take ownership over your identity. And it's not selfish to try to make that fit within your relationship. If it does, that's great. If not, you'll never 
be someone other than who you are. If you have a transgender identity, it's very, 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 very likely that identity will be with you for your entire life. Mm -hmm. And maybe, okay, and maybe, again, (laughs) it's really hard not to, ah, at this other show or podcast or until I think they don't believe and I probably might be wrong at this, but I'm probably right. I don't think they believe cross-dressing fits under the transgender spectrum or umbrella or whatnot, which is a disservice to their listeners or, you know, audience. Cause for us, we, we welcome it, right? Like we know that cross-dressing is a, is part of the transgender umbrella. It, it, it fits, it fits there perfectly. They want a home. Here's a perfect home for you. Crossdressers are transgender. And and I think that without grasping that idea, they're hurting themselves and continuing this idea that, oh no, that's separate. Oh no, that's different. That's not us. That's something else. But it's like, but it isn't though. It's the same thing, right? Like it's, you talk it's about- under the umbrella. I mean, yeah. if you look at conventional definitions, it's under the transgender umbrella. And of course that that means that you're going to have people in all sorts of different parts of the the space under the umbrella who feel differently about what their transgender identities are it still doesn't invalidate the fact that for many people it's widely acknowledged and and people are generally understanding now that it's it's perfectly acceptable to identify as transgender and identify as as someone who expresses that by cross-dressing and i think like yeah you can drive the two apart, at least in in your own understanding of it, as as some people do, but that's not going to change the fact that there is pretty uh, that there is pretty wide consensus that if you're cross dressing for reasons that are not purely a hobby, if they're not purely sexual, um, if you're cross dressing as a as a facet of expressing your gender identity, then that's a transgender identity. Exactly, and you talk about this repression. This repression also includes repressing yourself from the transgender identity, right? The I'm a crossdresser. No, 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 I'm not that. I'm not that. No, 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 no. You see, because because I only wear it for this. I only wear it for this. And you know, I, I, I well, you need to tell your wife. Well, I, I can't. I, I won't tell my wife because I'm not that. I'm not that. And it's like this idea that you're not something, right? You're you're this. You have you stick stick with this role. You stick with this, you know, whatever you were given. Because again, this repression, which leads to mental anguish, which could lead to, you know, suicidal thoughts, which would lead to suicide. And like you said, the higher number of rates for transgender youth and transgender individuals, suicide is a very common route, very common route. So tragically common. Absolutely. And the anything that kind of encourages people to repress their identities, or at least not confront them, is I, I just think not constructive, and the stakes are too high for that. Agreed, agreed, and and it's not just identity, but it's sexuality as well. You know, people who don't want to say that, oh, I I like men, I like women, I like this group of people or this certain you know subset of people. It's very you know, I don't. Know, it's also very sad and very again dangerous to. I don't know. Like it's going to lead to a dangerous path, I guess, and it's. Until you accept yourselves and accept who you are and what you're about, I, I don't know. We're gonna have some issues. So, absolutely right. It's all about 
recognizing that it's, yeah, like I said, not selfish to take care of yourself and be true to who you are. That is never a selfish act. In fact, it's the kindest act that you can do for yourself and for other people in your life because it's good for your mental health and good for others around you if you are well mentally and otherwise. Agreed. And I, and I think this whole this whole like oh, you know, relationship stuff as a crossdresser as a trans person is 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 rooted in the understanding that you need a healthy support system, right? You need mm-hmm. you need someone who's there for you and if you're an older crossdresser and coming out to your wife or significant other and telling them like I guess what they say like a dropping a bomb on them, you know, of like, hey, I'm a crossdresser, you know, and and they don't accept you and this is a person you've been with for, you know, decades, you know, centuries, who however long you guys <laughs> been together, for them to not accept you is harsh and very tough, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I mean, it's going to be something that, and that, that also might be a reason why you didn't come out to them in the first place is because you already knew that they wouldn't understand, which right, I could argue is probably a reason why you probably shouldn't have been with that person or is like a red flag. Like, hey, hey, they don't understand this. They don't understand this. This is, you know, they won't understand my gender identity. They don't understand my cross-dressing. And if that's a reason for you to repress it or like not give away that information, you probably shouldn't have married that person. But if we already missed that boat, well, you need to find some support system that will understand you. And a lot of cross-dressers I've talked to, interviewed, or talked to on Facebook or Instagram, you know, they don't have that that love or acceptance from their wife about their gender identity, be it, you know, not necessarily shame, but it be it like misunderstanding or not quite understanding what exactly it is. But it also could be, and that again is rooted in misogyny, transphobia, you know, what what have you. But it's finding a support system that's healthy and, you know, loving, even if it's not just your significant other. So that's right. Yeah. Because the repression will never lead to anything positive. Never. It will always, if you feel authentically a certain way, um, whether that's gender identity, sexual identity, whatever that might be, that's an innate part of you. And there is a reason why, for example, many jurisdictions around the United States and other countries are banning conversion therapy because it's it's destructive. You can't change a person's innate characteristics like that, nor should, nor should you have to, nor should you even want to. But repressing it or trying to change it is not going to work. And the only thing you can do is confront it in a way that's healthy, right? Right. And that, and that means telling your wife or telling people who, and that's the great thing about the internet and, you know, like finding me and finding loving people who understand you and will give you a way to just kind of, I don't know, I, I, at least that's what I hope with this podcast is that we brought in great guests and people who were like, oh yeah, I crush us. Oh yeah, I've been trans. Oh yeah, this, I did this. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, like Barb a lot, like this past weekend, you're like, wow, this is a great, this is a great interview. <laughs> she, oh, she was amazing. Just the confidence that she has and, and the, uh, the way she presents herself is like totally inspiring. And that's, truly something that has blown me away this year is just like how many inspiring people I have met who have helped to make my journey easier. And I think for anyone who's going through this process 
of either transition or just accepting oneself in, in one way or another. Learn from the community, find your community and learn from others. People are so generous with their time. They're so generous with, with supporting. They're so generous just to lend an ear. And this community will be there for you if this is something that you want. And if you find you need, the, need support that you can't get from your partner or from other people in your family, find your chosen family. They are out there. Agreed. Agreed. And we could be that chosen family. Me and Sarah would love to be that family who's here every week, every Wednesday to talk. <laughs> oh, I love talking to people like people who I meet on Instagram, on Discord. It's just been like the most thrilling thing this year to have this huge new network of friends and and beyond friends. Like I feel like I have a whole bunch of new sisters now. It's just the most incredible thing, really. Yes, yes. And that's and you know, and that's not just the tr cross-dressing community, it's the trans community, it's women, it's like men, it's these amazing people who support you and love you. And I think, I think back to this, this podcast show, I, I think their biggest like concern when that episode is the, is the fear of rejection, right? The fear of not having a home, the fear of not having a place to, you know, be yourself. The one thing that I would just find a little bit, um, different in in the way we approach things it's like there are a lot of different voices that that are a part of the show and and they're not always in agreement all the time and they offer different perspectives and i think that's one thing that's so exciting and so valuable about this community is like we have a lot of different perspectives from uh, from trans people and cross-dressers of all backgrounds and ages and it's a space where those voices are heard and taken seriously Agreed. Agreed. And again, we're not we're not the best show out there. We're a show. We're a voice of cross dressing. We should <laughs> we shouldn't say that every week. We're a voice of cross dressing. You know, like I mean, we're a voice of really the trans community, and cross dressing is included in that. I'm part of the cross dressing community. You're part of the you know transitioning transgender community. We're all subsets of the community, and really, we just celebrate it every week. We just want to be like, hey, this is happening in the community. Look how awesome it is, and that's really the goal or the mission. I don't even know if we have a mission statement. We should probably create one, but we just want to celebrate each other and ourselves in this amazing world of processors, trans people, men, women, like how we are really all kind of related. And, you know, it's all love. Like there's no, there's never any hate on this podcast. You and I, you know, side text one another, but really we, like, I care for everybody. I wouldn't, I have no hate towards anyone. I have no, like, hard harsh feelings with other um, unless you hurt someone then i'd be like okay i, I don't care much for you but like right. we, we love one another we love our wonderful listeners and care for each other and want to just bring good content out there but we do want to and this is why you started this chat for this episode is kind of clear up a lot of misconceptions out there in this you know if people hear this and they're like is that true guys you know if they ask us like how do you guys feel about this but when you and I hear something that's very like, ooh, no, 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 we will bring that up. We will criticize it. We will critique it. And, you know, we're just going to bring it to the forefront and talk about it. No, and I think that's that's what we have to do as as part of uh, like our little spot in this community is a is a place where we want to make sure that anyone who comes here looking for better understanding of of others or themselves 
is like hearing voices that they can relate to and hearing perspectives that are inclusive and helpful. And I think by offering just our time and, and kind of advice and thoughts that are just meant to be helping people kind of meet themselves where they are rather than trying to fit anyone into a box. Like that's really what I think our role is among other things. And it's, I mean, we need these kinds of spaces in the community and, and I hope that we can continue to provide that. Same, same. And I, I love talking to you. And again, I've called you the smartest person in the room and probably the SoCal, but um, <laughs> it's not true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're quite knowledgeable, put it that way. And you are a awesome like voice. I wouldn't say the voice of cross-dressing, but you are a, <laughs> you are a, a well-needed voice. And someone, honestly, you're, you're like a voice of reason. And I'm, you know, if ever I'm upset or something, I'm just like, hey, how do you, uh, and you're just like, this is this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was, I'll tell you right now, I was very upset at what I heard this past weekend. And luckily I had you and, and Kirsten kind of just like mellow me out and just be like, okay, this is this, this is this. And I'm like, all right, fine, fine. You know, because I, I, I was upset. I texted you and you're just, just like, oh, oh. Um, I got a little bit worked up too, of course. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but then then it's like my instinct is to go and instead of just feeling upset about the situation my instinct is to is to think about like well what really were their intentions and what is like how can we frame things differently in a way that if someone were listening to our podcast and kind of struggling with opening themselves up and opening up about their gender identity to others like what would i say to myself if i were looking at at myself like eight months ago right, it right. Would definitely be more like it's going to be hard. You're going to pick the wrong times. You're going to say the wrong things, but you just have to do it. Yep. And you have to just know that as challenging as things might be, opening your up, opening yourself up to your, your, your authentic identity is the only way to live. I agree. I agree. I, I wish more people did that. And I wish more people, accepted other people's authentic identity as long as they're not dicks or assholes you know or racist or you know mean hateful people but um i yeah agree. if you're authentically a trump supporter fuck that but <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah true that and still how is that guy still not conceded isn't it a month and like a couple of days and this guy's getting a, a, a chat for another time but um yeah we've already been there right yeah <laughs> <laughs> If, if we're still talking about this after January 20th, I, I might have to go outside and riot with people because like, what are you haven't left yet? What? what? I know. Yeah. If, 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 if it comes to that, I'll be right there with you. Oh my God. Hey, we could actually dress up together. Finally. Thank goodness. Vaccine guys. Yes. Oh, <laughs> we're God. getting there. You'll probably be among the first. I, really, uh, I want to hang out with you already. Like, let's all go somewhere. God, I miss people. Ugh. Seriously, that's going to be so fun and we can finally do that again. But you'll God. probably be one of the earlier ones to get the vaccine, right? Since you're a, a frontline worker. We'll see. I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of frontline workers don't want that vaccine right now anyways. Because uh, although they say it's 90% effective, eh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> right. very, so many people are hesitant to take it, especially healthcare workers, just to be, you know, we don't like being guinea pigs, although we technically usually are. So... No, that's 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 entirely logical. 
we will have to talk more about that another time. As yes, yes. But um, thank you, Sarah. You are again a wonderful, gorgeous voice in uh, stuff. And we'll have an episode on voice soon because uh, we've gotten some emails about feminization in your voice. So I had Kirsten do a Kirsten's corner on it too. So it'll be good. Be good. Oh, that will be great. That's an important topic, and yeah. it's just another thing people can do to uh, people can work on to help themselves feel more confident just being themselves right that's what it's uh, all about yes and you already have the most feminine voice when i first heard your voice i was like who is this girl like let's see i was like what so scary but it was like that oh. is the one place where i got truly truly lucky just with the biological lottery i Not. mean trust me i've got all the body hair to compensate for it that oh, is like still a work in progress but <laughs> it, like i did get lucky with that not gonna lie <laughs> you know voice is one of the hardest things to modulate anyway so well done well done very true good job god, good job, god. god did it yeah or, or Mom and dad, you know, or yay, mom and dad. <laughs> and finally, the miscellany. Yes! So there you have it. That was our little chit chat Sierra and I had in response to what we heard on the Free to Be She podcast. Again, we're not here to cause any trouble or a rift between us and their show as the Free to Be She podcast and the Cross-Dressing Radio Network has their own views and their own opinions and ideas which they are entitled to. But here on the Cross Yas podcast, we're also not going to sit idly by and not call people out on their shit, especially if what we hear sounds transphobic, misogynistic, and in our opinion, flat out wrong. For any platform that says they want to be the voice of cross-dressing, well, we believe you should be held accountable for what you say and critiqued for it. Whether or not change will occur, well, I don't know, that's not up to us. But, you know, that's what Sierra and I are here for. We're happy to be your cross-yas critics. And again, we're not saying the cross-yas podcast is the greatest thing since sliced bread and that Sierra or I are the know-it-alls. You know, we can't cure your gender dysphoria if you listen to us, but we just fear for new cross-dressers who hear the kind of advice they offer in their particular episode that it may sway them the wrong way. And look, when we hear something amiss, again, about anything regarding the cross-dressing realm or transgender or sexuality universe, we're going to call it out. And again, we're going to just try our best to get to the root of what is the real issue. So yeah, I hope you all learned something in this episode, and I hope you, the cross-yas listener, become better informed and become critical thinkers about what's out there, even here on the Cross Yas podcast. Critique us, scream at us, say, Giselle, you're a shitty hoe bag. Your mother was a hamster and your father smells like elderberries. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. And if anything you heard here you didn't like, please let me know. Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com because you know I love feedback. Good, bad, ugly, all of it. Also, for those of you who want to get a discussion started or reach Sierra or me more directly and talk to other Cross Yas listeners, you can check us out on Discord. That's right, check out the Cross Yas Confidential Discord by going to the crossyaspodcast.com website where we'll have a link. And there you can talk to us directly. Don't forget, we have a question of the month. What's the best thing that happened to you this year in 2020? Again, email me, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com. Tweet me at CrossYas or DM me on Instagram at CrossYasPodcast. But that's all for this week. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. 
have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.